Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Jill's Journal. I believe it's entry number 13. And Jill's Journal is all about being raw and real. And I'm recording this. You're hearing this um, tomorrow on Friday, but I'm recording this on Thursday, which I always planned on recording this today. But then we got some really shitty news that a very close family friend passed away and we call him Uncle Georgie because he's my dad's best friend Um, and they've been best friends since high school or even like earlier than that and he's just been he's that uncle that isn't your real uncle right like he he used to spend all of our Christmases with us and we used to go on vacations together Um, And as we all got older, we saw him a lot less. The last time I heard from him, he was congratulating me on my book and saying how he's so excited to read it. So I just, I really wanted to record this episode um, today because I really wanted to talk about a couple things that I had written down. Um, But I also just wanted to show the, the... duality of life and just how um, things can be going so good in your business. I was having this conversation with somebody last week about how like things can be going so good in certain areas and like you make it mean that everything else is good, right? And that's not true. Like in my first six-figure year, my childhood home burnt down and our uh, 11 and a half year old retriever passed away and our cat then was in the house fire and I was having the most successful year of my life like financially right um and that was a mind fuck because up until then I believed that like if things are good in one area especially when it comes to the business like it's going to solve every other issue and while like logically you can really poke holes in that argument um I think it's something that we truly want to believe and if you're one of those people who's like my business needs to solve my life problems like it's it's not going to it's you have to tend to your life um with compassion and care um and even when things are going really well in your business it means Like, it doesn't mean that everything is going to be perfect in your life. And where are you expecting it to be that way? Um, A lot of people in the space say that life is 50-50. And that is completely true. So I just want to um, leave some space here for Uncle Georgie and just really show that... um, that you can struggle you're you'd be having a hard time um I did cancel all my coaching calls for today and that was good because I would not have done that in the past and it was because I I just want to make sure that I'm not coming off of a fresh wound and coaching you know because nobody benefits when that happens right so all that to say I have amazing clients they were totally I'm so tired this morning they were totally okay with it 
everything was fine. Um, of course it is because they're amazing. And so life continues. So I actually really wanted to record this episode too because I was talking on Instagram stories a couple nights ago and I was talking about having ADHD and how lately I haven't really had anything to do. And what I mean by that is like I'm not launching. I'm just simply showing up every day on social media. I have tons of resources for my clients and EFT tappings and hypnosis and meditations and like I'm usually always creating some kind of resource but currently I don't really have anything in the works right I have to record my podcast there's not a ton of things that I have to do I have emails all scheduled out until the the end of October I believe or the end of September so You know, like there's not a lot of things that I have to do and I catch myself being like, you should be doing more. I catch that inner imposter coming up and being like, whoa, you have hours of free space today. What are you going to do with that time? And if I don't do anything overly productive with it, I beat myself up or rather my inner imposter beats me up. And if you have read You're Not Special, which is my book about overcoming imposter syndrome and stepping into your worthiness um if you have read that then you will know that I talk about you being in constant dialogue with yourself and how I've been able to heal that productivity wound how I've been able to like feel good about relaxing even in the middle of the week how I've been able to rectify um going from working full-time and always being on to being off a lot of the time um is through having this dialogue with myself and when you have adhd you have a hyperactive brain and that can uh, look like external hyperactivity or that can look like internal hyperactivity so what a lot of people hear that get diagnosed with like ADHD is they hear like you don't seem like you have ADHD and this is usually in women and that is because a lot of us have internalized our anxiety so on the inside we're screaming on the inside we're a fucking hot mess but we're able to keep it so composed on the outside and this can be so debilitating because there's just a constant track of 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 thoughts and feelings and what about this and how about this and oh my god like just like it's such a roller coaster and not only that but as a woman I had to realize how my hormones really affected my ADHD so in different seasons of my hormonal cycle I had to start realizing like oh the week before I get my period and the week of it like I am a fucking hot mess I'm also it's so easy for me to get distracted like very easy for me like I can't get shit done like I really can and instead of beating myself up pushing through it I've learned to just talk to myself and be like oh oh we're just we're in the middle of a cycle 
And even though this happens every month and you know it happens every month, like it kind of snuck up on you again. And it's frustrating that we can't relax or we can't focus. Um, but that's okay. Like that's okay. You'll get everything you need to get done. Everything is fine. And you know, I have seasons where I'm always super swamped or there's nothing going on. And that's just the way that I function, right? Is, and again, there is so much releasing shame in here. You really have to release shame in so many different ways when you have a neurodivergent brain, because the only reason why you fight against yourself is because you believe that this shouldn't be happening. You believe that you should have a different brain. You believe that it shouldn't be this hard for you to do simple things. Or it shouldn't be, you shouldn't be this emotional over something so small. The shame is what will fuck you up. And the reason why you see people who have ADHD, who are getting things done, who are doing things, um, is, and you see it not negatively impact their self-worth or their confidence which I feel like it goes up and down right but it's because they've been able to release the shame about who they are and just instead be all encompassing all supportive all compassionate for themselves radical self-acceptance for who you are will change everything including when you have ADHD right like I I used to be like, yeah, like self-acceptance with contingencies. Like if you are a person who is always late or if you are a person who doesn't do things until the last minute or whatever, right? Like I used to be like, yeah, like you can accept yourself, but only if you're doing things the right way, right? And that's so fucked. I'm so sorry. I'm yawning a lot. And that's so fucked because... Um, that's not the point of self-acceptance. The point of self-acceptance is to see all that you are, even if you are a hot fucking mess and being like, I'm worthy regardless. I, I am good enough regardless. Like, and it's these rules and these paradigms and, and these programs that we are used to running. It's the fear of judgment from other people. It's thinking I've been put together seemingly put together my whole life and now that I feel like I'm kind of unraveling and unmasking a bit people are gonna see the people are gonna see the real me and that is scary right um I have a story about that but I also want to say too that um I also regulated my nervous system over the last couple of years and you would think that regulation means more calm and it does mean more calm it means that when I am able to relax I relax fully when I can slow down and and talk to myself and be like you're good you can take this time for yourself what have you yes but nervous system regulation for me means my emotions are where they're supposed to be they are appropriate for having ADHD and emotional dysregulation issues which means that I am more emotional than I've ever been and it comes up 
without me shoving it down. And it means that I don't hide how I'm feeling anymore or I don't hide if I'm struggling anymore. And again, this was a mind fuck for me because I was like, why am I having more issues now that I've done all of this healing? And it's because when you have a dysregulated nervous system, you are so used to being in survival mode. You are so used to being in fight or flight that you can let a lot of shit pass by because you were just so used to shoving everything down. For me, I worked 10 hours a day and then I worked on on my business. I had relationships um, that needed attention. I had a personal life that needed attention. I had pets that needed attention. There was a lot of things going on. I was getting a master's degree. I was doing multiple certifications. Like shit was happening. Shit was moving. And when I started regulating my nervous system, I started being like, I don't have the capacity to hold all these things anymore. It started to get really bad because I was like, I literally can't do all the work that I was so used to doing. And it was because I was coming back to equilibrium. It was because I was coming back to my natural state in that like, no girl, you're not, you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to do all those things. Um, and I'm just getting a call from Dustin. Um, I'm getting a call from him because I told him about our uncle Georgie. So he's calling me, but, um, I will call him back. Um, and yeah, like I was realizing that I was in a place where I couldn't handle all the things that that I was used to handling. Right. And that was really difficult. That was really difficult. Me realizing like, wow, I've been overworking to the bone, but that is sometimes what happens with nervous system regulation. And I'll just share a, uh, a short story. Speaking of Dustin, I'll share a story from the weekend. So as you guys have heard, my best friends this summer are all getting married all of them, every single one of them getting married this past summer. And now they're all hitched. It's all wonderful. They were all beautiful, but you guys know that I have a stutter and social events scare the fucking shit out of me. Um, because I have a stutter and when I first meet people, I still have so much past experiences where I've been rejected or somebody has laughed at me or I haven't been able to introduce myself properly or I'm having a bad speech day, whatever it is. And it is very scary to think about going to these events where I don't really know people or I don't know everybody in the room, right? Which that happens a lot when you go to a fucking wedding. So my third best friend, like the third one this year to get married was this past weekend. And we actually had to go to a family friend's wedding on the Friday night and then to my best friends on the Saturday. So I was just, I was an anxious ball of nerves for weeks leading up to this being like, we're going to have to sit at a table with people I don't know. And we're going to have to make conversation and blah, 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 all this stuff. So the first one was good. Like we actually got there late because of traffic in Toronto. Um, and 
Anyways, it was fine. But the morning before my best friend's wedding, I woke up and I did all the things. I put a cold compress on my chest to regulate my system. I did my EFT tapping. I journaled. But I was still super anxious. Like, I would start to cry because I was just, like, stressed out. And, um even though I had all these tools, it still is really stressful for me. So I was like, hey, do you want to take Hugo on a walk? So Dustin and I are walking Hugo. And I know you guys can relate to this, but as somebody who's an anxious person, um, I sometimes get really irritable. And that's also a symptom of the ADHD, right? Is like being very irritable as well. And so, of course, the person that I take it out on the most is my partner god bless him (laughs) and I was just like I'm just so anxious like I'm uh, I'm sorry for being so irritable I'm just so anxious and uh he said something to me and at the time it really triggered me but I was like this is gonna be perfect for my audience (laughs) he said it seems like it's gotten worse. I thought that you've been doing all this work on yourself, but it seems like your anxiety has gotten worse. And he wasn't saying it in a mean way. He was coming from, it hurts to see me how he sees me. Like he, he feels hurt for me. He feels frustrated for me. He feels like he really wants to help me. He just like wants me to be happy, right? So that's where he was coming from. How he delivered it wasn't the most compassionate. And I did tell him that afterwards. And he was like, you're right. It's only because like, I care about you. And it stresses me out to see you stressed out, right? But I was thinking about it afterwards. And I was like, it's because I'm not masking anymore. It's because I see the anxiety for what it is and I don't stuff it down it's because I'm finally talking about it like guys I have a stutter everybody in my personal life knows I have a stutter but my own best friends didn't know that I struggled with anxiety because of the stutter so bad until like 2016 or 2018 or something like that like they had no idea and I had to tell them I was like we're going on this Chicago trip and I'm so anxious I'm so nervous I just need to like tell you guys because at this point I was in therapy and I was like I don't know how to like communicate to other people like it felt like I was in my own personal hell all the time because nobody knew not one person in my life knew how deeply anxious I was and how how deeply rejected I felt because of my stutter so when I finally started opening up about it it was still difficult but like now people in my personal life know because I'm more open about it right so again he wasn't saying it to be mean or hurtful but it was actually a time for me to be like you're right it does seem really bad but it's only because you didn't see it when it was even worse than this <laughs> you know like you didn't see it when I was like hiding it and I think that that is a huge thing that I am allowing it to come up seeing it for 
what it is and just allowing it to be there and being like, fuck, this fucking sucks in the, in the time, in the moment, it fucking sucks. But then I went to the events and I got over it and we had a great fucking time. It was so much fun. And that always happened. I always meet the new people. They're always super nice, usually. Um, and we had a great fucking time. You know what? Like it's such a small part of the actual like interactions that I have with people, but that like, what if they laugh at me? What if they think I'm weird time, um, can really, really fucking stress me out and it's okay. Like I am a human being. I am an amazing coach. I am an amazing fiance, sister, child, all of the things and my anxiety doesn't define me and even like I have all the tools and I will use all the tools until the day that I die but um yeah the anxiety that I feel it may always be there but how can I just deal with it how can I see it and deal with it and still do the things anyways how can I not let the anxiety self-sabotage me. And before it used to, before it really did. And sometimes it still does, but not to the degree that it used to. And maybe that means that I need to feel it fully. Maybe that means that I need to go all the way fucking in and feel the anxiety until I feel like I'm about to die, but I still do the hard thing anyways. And I still get through it, right? Because it's just the fear of feeling. It's that I don't want to feel rejected. I don't want to feel embarrassed. I don't want to feel ashamed. And when I can tell myself, okay, you can feel the anxiety about experiencing those emotions, but you're still going to allow yourself to feel them. Nothing can fucking stop me, right? So that is a compound effect of all the work that I've done on myself and how like I had to also acknowledge that the work on myself doesn't mean that I'm some healed perfect person who's always calm no I feel fully I feel entirely I feel with my whole heart and um that is not a flaw it is not a flaw and it is not something to be ashamed of instead I can empower other people to feel their feelings fully and to heal themselves so they can be the fullest most most authentic expression of themselves no matter what um and last thing that I will say about that is that experience with my fiance on the weekend um you may not always be met with with the compassion that you need you may not always be met with like the love and the openness that you yourself are choosing to give. For me, I am, but I had to train him to do that. Like I had to tell him like, this is how I need you to respond. Um, this is how open I need you to be. This is how I need your support. And he has come through amazingly, but it has taken time, right? But that's the risk you take when you are your most fullest expression when you are fully yourself when you allow yourself to feel all your emotions and know that they don't mean anything and that you will be okay regardless um you open yourself up to the risk of not being met 
but the people that will meet you will change your life and how you meet yourself and how you take care of yourself is what really matters and what creates such a rich and full amazing life and you just learn so much about yourself you love yourself you release shame and yeah that's the that's the work guys anyways i'm gonna call dustin back and i love you guys so much thank you for listening to this and if you are neurodivergent and you're wanting to take this work deeper if you feel like you've done all the mindset work and stuff like that and like things just aren't clicking you still feel like really stuck when it comes to your business and your imposter syndrome and your self-doubt um let's work together we can work together in one-to-one coaching or in my two session intensive the worthy sessions go to the link in my show notes and check out those offers and apply i love you so much i'll see you next time